You're listening to Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Get things going on hour one. It is Sportsnet today, coming at you live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studios here in Calgary, Alberta. For our friends at Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, Crack Foundation, Boeing Foundation walls, they have a simple permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact Basement Systems, they're all things basementy. Visit DL Basement Systems. It is a Calgary Flames game day. The Calgary Flames and the Dallas Stars for the first time this season. Dallas entering with a 5-1-1 record to start the season. Jake Ottinger going to get the start in goal. For your Calgary Flames, last outing we know. Off the road in Edmonton, a loss to the Edmonton Oilers at the Heritage Classic. They'll look to bounce back. We'll get you all the notes from Morning Skate. Here from head coach Ryan Huska and more as we try to see if the Flames can get this train back on the rails. It's been a very tumultuous start to the season. We'll talk lots of Calgary Flames hockey on the program today. Still to come as well. Wednesdays, we need to chat with our fantasy football guru, Andy McNamara. You can start sending your questions in for Andy. At 960-960, we're going to talk some fantasy football with AMC a little later this hour. And then an hour or two, Ailish Forfar is going to join us from Sportsnet 590, the fan in Toronto. And a look at the opposition with Brian Ray, Dallas Stars TV host and analyst to check in on the Flames opposition tonight. But let's get things going. Quick reminder, fan feedback line always open to you. If you're listening live, shoot us a text at 960-960. My outstanding producers this afternoon are Cam and Taylor. And yes, it's the Calgary Flames and the Dallas Stars as the calendar flips to November. The Calgary Flames look to put a forgettable start to the season behind them. And it has to happen tonight against the Dallas Stars. A 6.30 puck drop Wednesday night at the Scotiabank Saddledome. Quick reminder of the early start. If you're uh, preparing for a regular weekday game here at 7 o'clock, you'll miss some of the action. It's a 6.30 puck drop tonight. 5.30 Flames warm up with Pat Steinberg, Megan Mickelson, Derek Wills on the call right here on Sportsnet 960. The fan, you can also watch this one on Sportsnet 1 tonight. So the Flames and the Stars. Flames will have a bit of a different look heading into this game. Dylan Dubé will not play in tonight's matchup. He's a little banged up. Expect Connor Zeri to make his NHL debut after a very solid training camp with the Calgary Flames and a red-hot start to his season with the Calgary Wranglers. And Nikita Zadorov, despite missing practice on Tuesday, was confirmed as good to go by head coach Ryan Huska. Optional morning skate, so we do not have lines or pairings for you, but we know Jacob Markstrom is expected to make his fourth straight start. Zadorov in, Zeri in, Dubé out. Tune into the pregame show later this afternoon with Pat when the Flames take the ice at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome for the absolute latest 
uh, on the lines and D pairings for tonight's matchup against the Dallas Stars. We'll hear from Connor Zary in a couple of moments ahead of his uh, NHL debut. He wouldn't go that far speaking to the media earlier on Wednesday, but uh, all signs point to him making his NHL debut and very well-deserved for the Flames prospect. Excited to see him play tonight. We'll also hear from head coach Ryan Huska on what his team needs to do to get things headed in the right direction. But let's start it off here with a couple of things before this matchup against the Dallas Stars. There's only been one game for the Calgary Flames in the last couple of days. Obviously, the Heritage Classic, a big one in Edmonton, but a couple of days to prepare before that and a couple of days since that's happened. And the discourse has gone a lot of different directions for Flames fans, and I can understand why. There's a lot of frustration around this group. There's a lot of vi- uh, I don't know, vitriol. There's a lot of... Just a lot of everything going on in a negative sense, and that's what's going to happen when you get off to the kind of start that the Calgary Flames have gotten off to. But I want to make sure that I think the focus needs to be on the right thing for this group. And what I mean by that is enough of the the talking and the saying the right things in the media or what we're looking at as to what the issues with this team are. Because it can go in so many different directions. I feel like it just needs to narrow down a bit. For me, it's very simple. If this team wants to go anywhere, their best players have to be their best players. And if that's not going to happen, then it it very it, it doesn't matter almost. If the guy's getting paid the top money and playing the top minutes, and that's Huberto, that's Kadri, that's Lindholm, go up and down the list of those guys who haven't performed well this year. They're not going to play at a certain level. It's not going to matter for the Calgary flames. But what I, what I don't, what I don't buy at this time of the season. And there's been a lot of this. And look, as a fan, you're welcome to, to look at it through any lens that you want to. You're, you're welcome to, to go down the what if alley on any industry that you want to go but for me, I just I can't focus on, okay, well, Sean Monahan's having a great season with the Montreal Canadiens. What if he was here in Calgary? That would have changed everything for the Flames. They wouldn't have to go to Nazem Kadri. Well, at the time, Sean Monahan was dealing with massive injuries and could barely get on the ice with the Calgary Flames. That's, that's gone. We're past that. Yes, the Johnny conversation will come up for a very long time. Whether it comes down to a tweet of, oh, would, would Nazem Kadri take it back? Or would Johnny Gaudreau, you know, want to read you on it? It doesn't matter. All of that is 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 done. It has to be on this group here. There's no more Daryl Sutter discourse. As Nikita Zadorov said, I just, I'm so ready for this main group to step up. It's It's unbelievable. And it's frustrating for a lot of people. It's frustrating to listen to. You'll hear... You always hear from the players as soon as media gets done here on Sportsnet today. We try to bring you that audio as soon as we can so that you can get set for a game day and hear from the coaches and the players who matter uh, ahead of these games. But the message has always been the same. And that's one thing I'll give the Flames credit for in a lot of sense. They, They know what to say. This group has never had a problem putting the blame on the right people or saying the right things in the media, but backing it up has been a different conversation. And there's been too much of that this year. And I appreciate a guy like Nikita Zadorov 
going out and being honest with the media and being honest with his teammates like he did last week. And it's why it, I think, resounded with so many people. But this will, un- this will sound unfair to Nikita, but it's not, it's not meant to. Nikita's a door off playing well and having a great season. Unfortunately, isn't enough for the Calgary Flames to change being a mediocre team to a good team or whatever this group wants to be. That needs to come from, that sort of fire needs to come from the, the top of the group, right? That needs to come from the backlands, the, the Hubertos, the guys wearing the A's, all of that. It's, it's enough is enough. At some point, the, we're, we're going to turn it around. We have the right group. We have the right people. Eventually, that's not the right message. Because it's clearly not getting the job done. The group isn't getting the job done. So tonight, the first opportunity for this Flames team, I'm excited to see Connor Zary out there. I'm excited to see what kind of energy he can bring. Sucks that it had to come because of another injury to the Flames and Dylan Dubé. But a, a chance for another Flames forward to hopefully make an impact and maybe change the chemistry of this group because it's fallen so flat I think people are sick of the conversation of it and they just want, if this team has the ability, like we all think they do to hit another level, it's time to get there because we've spent too much time talking about it. A month in the season has already passed us by and this team has accomplished very, very little and they've already started to put themselves behind the eight ball when it comes to the rest of the season. Uh, We will talk about this later on in the day. There's some other NHL news to get to. The NHL has uh, fined, I guess, deemed punishment to the, or Don punishment to the Ottawa Senators for their role in the Evgeny Dodonov trade with the Vegas Golden Knights. They are going to be without a first round pick in the next, one of the next three seasons. It'll be their choice, which season they have to forfeit that on. And it sounds like it's going to help Pierre Dorian in the case of losing his job. The Senators have a, Press conference scheduled for this afternoon where it's expected that they will announce Pierre Dorian is out as that team's general manager. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Also, the Washington Capitals announcing that Nick Backstrom taking a leave away from their team as he's dealing with some pretty serious injury issues. So lots of NHL news away from the Flames and the Dallas Stars. But that's our focus right now. Let's head to the Scotiabank Saddledome. Following an optional morning skate, Ryan Huska once again at the mic to talk about his group and what he needs to see from them in a game against the Dallas Stars. A tough opponent coming into the Scotiabank Saddle Dome Wednesday night. Let's hear from the head coach on a game day. Here's Ryan Huska earlier on Wednesday. What do you see in the Dallas Stars uh, tonight, Ryan, that uh, you make note of? Yeah, a lot of the same. I mean, they have uh, a lot of the same personnel that have allowed them to have success over the last number of years. Their goaltender's playing very well. They don't give up a lot for sure, and and their top guys can be game breakers. So um, we need to be at our best here tonight. With that familiarity, does that work in your advantage or do you just kind of know that that's a team that continues to take another step as a group? Yeah, well, we've we've played well against Dallas, I find, in the past. You know, there's always been a little bit of a rivalry there because of um, a couple recent playoff series, I guess, and, and, and some good games against them. Um, for us, it's just focusing on a really good 60-minute effort, and that's what we need. It's no need to overcomplicate anything. It's making sure that we do things the right way and take care of the puck here. A couple of the guys mentioned that, that 
to the key to generating five on five offense really is driving the net. Pucks a little high. Do you do you want your group to play a little more, maybe like a blue collar type of game in order to get this punk? For me, it's your offense is always starts how you're playing in your own zone. So if you're thinking about offense, then you're going to keep giving up the chances that we have been. So it's it's making sure the prior, priority is put on checking and doing that the right way. That'll allow you to get more offensive chances and things will come more smoothly once you get that down. you expect uh, Dubé or Zadorov to play tonight? Um, y- yes, I expect one of them to play tonight. <laughs> so one will not be playing, but one will. Divulge which one will be playing or will be playing. Uh, uh, No, Nikita will play. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Coach. Jen Hudson from the Western Standard. Hi. Hi. I was just wondering if you would comment on the debate about whether players should wear net guards or not in the NHL, given the circumstances that happened over the weekend in Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's something that's going to be more of a topic over the next little while. Um, I mentioned yesterday that um, the NHL and... Um, the NHLPA have done a good job of, of bringing in the the cut guards for wrists. They all have cut resistant socks now that they wear under their gear. Um, some players have added um, different levels of cut guards to their equipment as well in certain areas. So I do think it's something that's going to get a lot of um, uh, attention over the next little while. And I would assume it is going to be something that will be brought in at some point down the road. Some people are expressing concern that it might go the way of the Kevlar sock debate where it kind of gets discarded after a month or so of talking about it. Do you think there will be follow-through with this? Um, Well, listen, the Kevlar sock stuff, it's not something that will ever happen overnight, Um, but you do see more and more players wearing that stuff now. As I mentioned, we have certain players that have our equipment guys stitch things into certain areas of their pants that are cut-proof. So there's there's a lot of players now that... um, you know, our understanding that if they can protect themselves a little bit more without making it um, something where they're feeling like they can't move around on the ice, then they're going to do it, I think. And the stuff that they've put into play now, the the cut-resistant um, wrist guards, the socks, they're lightweight now, they're comfortable. So technology nowadays, I think, will allow for it. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Ryan, what goes into a good start, both before the puck drops and after? Your preparation. I think that's the biggest thing, Willsey, is you make sure that you know um, what's expected of you individually. And then after you go through our team meeting like we had this morning, you have a handle on how we want to play tonight. So making sure you're prepared for the situations that are in front of you. What's, what's your sense of sort of how the internal leaders, the backlands, the, the alternate captains, how they're messaging or how they're sort of leading this group right now behind the scenes? My sense of it? I, th- I think Michael and his group have done a really good job. Like Michael is... Uh, um, he understands the responsibility that he has wearing the the captaincy, and I think he's taken that to heart, so he's been excellent. Ryan Huska, head coach of the Calgary Flames, on a game day. Flames welcoming in the Dallas Stars tonight for their first meeting at the Scotiabank Saddledome. Uh, lots there with head coach Ryan Huska. Obviously a good Dallas Stars team coming in tonight who have been off to a good start to the season. Flames will need to be ready. Good starts, not something that's uh, – I'm not going to say it's been consistent – for the Calgary Flames because they've certainly had bad starts mixed in there, but something that they have been able to do this season compared to last, they have had opportunities early in games to take a couple of leads, probably should have been rewarded more in a couple of those games than they got, but the fact of the matter is you don't use those good starts to help you win games. That's on you, and interesting to hear that question late there from Salam about 
you know, the leadership group, how Ryan feels that's handling itself in the locker room. He feels it's a good situation right now with Michael and the rest of the captain's group uh, for this team. And for a Calgary Flames group, those are going to have to be the guys that make the biggest difference. We'll see how that goes tonight. One thing in uh, what's other been a, a pretty negative buildup to the game so far tonight, one thing that's got Flames fans buzzing and should is the expected NHL debut of one Connor Zary. He's been recalled from the Calgary Wranglers, has 10 points in six games for the Wranglers this season, out to, off to an outstanding start, had a strong can- training camp for the Flames, now looking to uh, make a difference at the NHL level. Wouldn't confirm, of course, whether or not he would be in the lineup tonight, but uh, did speak to the media ahead of what we're expecting to be his first NHL game against the Dallas Stars. Here's Connor Zary following morning skate at the Dome. So, traffic coming in from Saskatoon tonight or not? Uh, don't quite know yet, but uh, I think uh, if I get this opportunity, I think after uh, getting a chance to talk and, and see what's going on for the lineup tonight, it's going to be uh, really awesome. I think uh, I'll be really excited just kind of waiting to see. Did you wake up on a day like today even you know, with a little bit of I know you were here yesterday, go through some of that, but a little different feel today? Yeah, 100%. I think you have a little bit of nervous excitement. I think... Uh, um, that chance kind of be right there in front of you to, to maybe possibly make your NHL debut is, is uh, something that's uh, pretty cool and pretty special. So um, I think, yeah, it's a, a little bit of a different morning for sure. Can you handle the nap? Like, could you nap on a day like today? Or are you traditionally a big napper? Uh, I usually like to take a good nap. I didn't think I'd be able to sleep last night, but I slept like a baby. So, <laughs> so we'll, see what, we'll see what happens this afternoon. Just clean living. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> But you think it'll be going through your mind if you make your debut tonight, who might you be thinking of? Yeah, I think first and foremost, my parents, my mom and dad, and, and my brother and my grandma. I think just uh, the the main people that have kind of been around me my whole life, supporting me and, and helped me to get to this this point, this moment. And, and really, it's all, all because of them and, and uh, not so much me. Have you thought about, like, a, a lot of guys, well, everybody gets that solo lap. Have you have you talked to guys on the Wranglers even about that experience and what goes through their head? Uh, no, not really. I, I think uh, most guys probably don't really have too much going through their head. They're probably probably a little black, blacking out. But, um, no, I, I really haven't talked to, to, to many guys about it. Obviously, I've lived with the Pelts for, for a couple of years, and, and he was able to have that opportunity last year. So chatted about it with him for a little bit, and, and uh, I think no matter what, it's it's special. Are you guys still living together? No, 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 okay. anymore, no. Did he come in with some uh, with some excitement, a little for you on the recall? And just, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't really tell him. So uh, when I saw him uh, yesterday morning, he was pretty excited for me and, and pretty juiced up. So it's always awesome to see that. Connor Zary, Flames prospect, expected to make his NHL debut tonight. You hear the excitement in his voice. Uh, Don't want to get too far ahead of himself as far as putting himself in the lineup, but a pretty safe bet that he will. Uh, come in for Dylan Dubé, who's battling an injury right now for the Calgary Flames. And uh, look, if you were one of the people demanding a youth movement for the Calgary Flames last year, you've gotten your wish, maybe more than we expected or needed for the Calgary Flames because of injury. But here's another young player about to make their Flames debut tonight against the Dallas Stars. One more piece of audio wants to pass your way. It's Elias Lindholm, maybe at the top of the list for Flames players that need to get going if this team wants to pick up some wins. He spoke to the media on a, on a Wednesday game day as well with his expectations for the group ahead of a game against the Stars. After everything that's go on, gone on here uh, lately, Elias, just the idea of resetting here. We've heard uh, Ryan talk about, you know, new day league, these types of things. How do you guys kind of flip that switch and start fresh each day? 
Yeah, I mean, it's we play a lot of games in this uh, during the season, so it's uh, you know. But uh, you know, we can't uh, drop too many points. Uh, you know, it's it's tough league to catch up in, and, and uh, you know, uh, you want to be in a good spot towards the end there, and, and you know, not hope for a team to lose at the end there. So uh, you know, we just gotta reset and, and uh, you know, uh, bring better efforts. How does this team maybe generate more uh, at five on five and even strength offensively? Uh, you know, less uh, less turnovers with the puck. Uh, it's gonna help. Um, you know, we'll get. Uh, we don't have to uh, work as hard out there and, and you know uh, backcheck uh, backcheck a lot. And you know, uh, once we get in there and you know uh, use more low to high and, and create more chaos in front of net and, and have some traffic. So uh, I think it all starts with harder work and less turnovers. In your experience, when you team is in a slump like this like how big of a difference can just getting one win out of the way make for a group no it'll be huge you know you know right now we're struggling a little bit and and you know uh everyone wants to do well but uh right now it you know uh we're not doing doing enough and uh you know uh you know like i said you know i, I feel like everyone's just uh Waiting a little bit to see, see you know what happens and if something's going to happen, and uh, I think we just got to get back to working hard and, and you know turn the pucks over, less less turnovers with the puck and, and so on. So uh, I think uh, once we do that, we'll we'll be fine. Is there is there anything else you as a team leadership group are, are telling your your teammates or? No, I think we're we're all uh, you know. Uh, Try to help, and it's not not just on on a couple of guys. I think everyone's trying to help and do do whatever it takes, and and talk a lot, and and you know um, see what we can do better out there. But uh, yeah, so I mean uh, uh, a lot of talks lately, and so it's now now time to to uh, prove it on ice. You mentioned a moment ago, sometimes you're kind of waiting to see what happens as a group. How dangerous can that be? When, and that's kind of the approach. Yeah, I mean, uh, it can be really, really dangerous. To then, then you're uh, on your heels a little bit uh, out there, and, and you know, um, you know, good teams will take advantage, and uh, especially those skilled players. Uh, you know, if you're not on your toes, and, and you know, you wait and see out there, they they're gonna find a way to capitalize. Probably obvious, but uh, what, is, what is having Rasmus Anderson back in the lineup? Oh, it'll be good. I mean, he's a great player for us, and and you know he's he's proven that over a lot of years. So um, you know, we're all we're all excited to have him back. Elias Lindholm on a game day for the Calgary Flames. They take on the Dallas Stars at six thirty on Wednesday night. Five thirty Flames pregame with Pat Steinberg, Derek Wills, and Megan Mickelson with the call right here on Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan that last not quite answer from Elias, but a couple there in the last moment. Uh, the key for me here for this Calgary Flames team, uh, just enough talk. Uh, the right words have been said. Everybody knows how to say the right thing at the right time. If it doesn't get done on the ice, doesn't matter. Time for this team to put some of their words into action. And if it doesn't happen, then we've got to have a bigger conversation about this Calgary Flames team. But uh, all we can deal with is tonight's game against the Dallas Stars. That's our focus. We'll take a look at the opposition with Brian Ray. Uh, who covers the Stars as a TV host and analyst a little bit later on in Hour 2. Coming up next, though, Andy McNamara, our Wednesday regular here on Sports Today, today is going to join us for some NFL talk. If you've got fantasy football questions for Andy, you can start sending them in 
at 960-960. Ask Andy with Andy McNamara's up around the corner here on Sportsnet 960, the fan. It is the Calgary Flames game day here on Sportsnet 960, the fan. 6.30 puck drop Wednesday night between the Flames and the Dallas Stars. That means Flames pregame with Pat Steinberg goes at 5.30. Derek Wills and Megan Mickelson on the call at 6.30 here on Sportsnet 960, the fan. Wednesdays do also mean, here on Sportsnet 960, of course, a chat with our fantasy football guru ahead of another NFL week. It's week nine already. Kicking off on Thursday night with the Tennessee Titans and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Always good to chat down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. Guest talking with our pal, Andy McNamara. AMC, happy Wednesday, pal. How are you? Happy Wednesday, Logan. Good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, look, we've got some NFL news to get to before we dive into another edition of Ask Andy. Uh, what a mess for the Las Vegas Raiders. If you were asleep last night and missed it, uh, they have cleaned house. Jimmy G has been shown the bench. Uh, and, man, I don't know that Josh McDaniels gets another shot at being a head coach anytime soon. What do you make of the Vegas Raiders debacle, Andy McNamara? Oh, man, he, he shouldn't, uh, Josh McDaniels, get a chance. It's just he, he was terrible in Denver after a brief start, like good start years ago. By his time, was acting like king of the mountain, got another shot, and once again it was proof he is a product of Bill Belichick. And I'm sure he'll go running back to Uncle Bill at some point soon to be an assistant something or other and end up as an OC somewhere. But just a terrible job, really. Like, the, the Raiders aren't a bad team if you look at their personnel. Like, they're not, they're not great, but they're not bad. And they just look befuddled. They made bad coaching decisions. Going back even to the Mayock-Gruden uh, era, the draft picks, especially in the first round, you just it takes years to recover from that. And really, you know, they brought in Jimmy G, took a shot, and he just has been the same old story. He hasn't been able to stay healthy. And without the Kyle Shanahan factor of, of that system, um, it just didn't work. So this is really going to be a bottoming out period for the Raiders because I'm sorry, Aiden O'Connell, uh, no, that's, that's going nowhere real quick. And Devontae Adams, oh, my gosh. Ooh. We're talking about fantasy football, Logan. Oh, Matt, where did people draft Devontae Adams? And I feel so bad for them because there's, there's nothing you can do. When this whole thing happens, of course, just after the NFL trade deadline, I mean, if you're the Raiders, do you not try to see what the market is for a Josh Jacobs, for a Devontae? You know both of these guys aren't happy right now. I don't know that you're going anywhere with either of them. just makes a, an even less tenable situation for two of your vets going forward too, Andy. I wonder if that might have been, in pure speculation, might have yeah. been part of the last straw. Right, like maybe Mark Davis thought exactly how you do and how I do, and okay, hey, you know what? Eh, we could probably get some for Jimmy G. There's some teams, you know, Minnesota. There's there's teams, and maybe Josh McDaniels and put their foot down and nope, don't. He's our guy. He's, and maybe that was the last straw. And if you only have as much impact in the building as your win loss record reflects and your performances. And it, it just wasn't good enough for the Raiders, but don't feel too bad for old Josh McDaniels, Logan. He's going to be cashing in full four more years on his contract. Plus whatever they still owe Gruden. <laughs> was that, I can't be the only one that was stunned when Schefter tweeted that out, that they gave him a six year deal. I get that coaches want security, Andy, because it's such an easy job to fill in and out in all of pro sports, but what are you guys doing giving out 10 years to Gruden 
and then it's <laughs> six years to Josh McDaniels. Does that not sound like insanity to anybody else? It sounds like a, a Davis owner in uh, with the Raiders. <laughs> what are you what doing? That's like, that, that's like six that years. Was something his dad would have done. Sounds what Mark Ooh. Davis does. You know, it, maybe that's why he, he he doesn't spend much money on his haircuts there, Logan, because uh, he's paying all these coaches. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they got money for haircuts. He doesn't apparently. Whole oh, mess in in Las Vegas. One to watch going forward. Uh, no doubt. Uh, trade deadlines behind us, Andy. It wasn't a, a busy one, but some interesting names found new homes. Is there any other fantasy impact uh, for trades outside of Dobbs to Minnesota in your mind? Uh, actually, you know what? The trades out of Washington of the two defenders, Montez Sweat and Chase Young, I thought did have an impact. Because okay. for me personally, you know, there's teams, teams were back to bye weeks, right? We got in some pretty big ones, Broncos, Lions, 49ers, and Jaguars. So I, I have a Lions defense in about three of my leagues. So I was looking to fill who was available. And I was taking a peek at Washington. You know, New England can't score. And I was like, okay. But now I had to pivot because you move a Chase Young and a Montez Sweat out, uh, all of a sudden your, off your defensive line gets a whole lot weaker, obviously. So that's, that's one um, a little bit under the radar impact that maybe not a lot of people are thinking about that Washington defense, which was pretty good. Uh, now I, I don't want any part of uh, a trade involving uh, someone that you would know. Well, obviously the lions got Donovan people's Jones from mm -hmm. the Browns. Uh, not much. Obviously Cleveland just gets a draft pick in return. What did you think of, of the lions adding another receiver? And what does that do? If you're someone that's maybe stashed away at Jamison Williams or has got some decent fantasy production out of a guy like Josh Reynolds. Mm, I like Donovan Peoples Jones. It's so frustrating because I never felt he was used up to his potential in Cleveland. Like Logan, if those, I'm not expecting most of the listeners to be as deep diving into DPJ film <laughs> as myself. However, however, that guy, I'll tell you, you put a contested catch in the end zone or on the sideline. He comes down with it. 99% of the time, 99%. He is ridiculous. He's physical and a willing, aggressive and effective blocker for runs and I bet now I don't know if this is going to translate to fantasy so far because he's a free agent after this year um, but he can make plays I don't think he was utilized enough and I think he's going to be on the field quite a bit he was on the field for 205 uh, snaps or, or routes or something like that as far as being able to like be on the field compared to his production and a lot of those was to run block so with David Montgomery out and Jameer Gibbs I would expect to see DPJ on the field quite a bit uh, for at least the run blocking side. And, you know, hey, someone goes down with an injury, maybe he uh, maybe pops in. If you're desperate looking for a quarterback, does Dobbs in Minnesota do anything for you? Mm. Or is it simply just something we're going to have to wait and see what that impact's like? I think it's, I, I think the Dobbs side was fun for Arizona. He had a couple weeks where it was like, okay, hey, fantasy wise, you know, he got to win a huge upset against uh, Dallas. But he got figured out. And this is his. Four, how many teams has he been on, right? Steelers, yep. uh, uh, Arizona, Browns, here, like four four different teams. Um, I don't expect that. I wouldn't even add him as a speculative ad. I bet you there's probably like a Baker Mayfield sitting out there somewhere or, or something like that. Well, Will Loves is probably gone, but something along those lines better than a, a Josh Dobbs. Andy McNamara is our fantasy football guru, joins us every Wednesday here on Sportsnet Today. Ask Andy's coming up in just a few moments. Feel free to shoot us a text. If you need some fantasy football help, 960-960. I can already see the questions coming in on the fan feedback line right now. So Ask Andy's coming up in just a few moments. Uh, another team going with a different direction at quarterback, Andy. It's the Atlanta Falcons. 
Uh, Got to be one of the most confusing teams fantasy-wise, mm-hmm. real-life-wise, no matter how you want yeah. to uh, go about it. It'll be Taylor Haneke getting the start uh, versus the Minnesota Vikings. Desmond Ritter onto the bench. Could this open up more? I mean, the Bijan situation's been weird. There's weapons. There's Pitts. There's Drake London. But I don't know that anybody's reached their potential with Desmond Ritter under center so far. No, you're right. But here's one thing to keep in mind for fantasy owners. If you get Taylor Heineke, it's going to be for one week only, according to the head coach of the Falcons in a presser today. Uh, he is still all in on wanting to see Desmond Ritter. I'm not sure why, but he's that's that's where his head is at. So he's like, Ritter was banged up a bit, concussion, something or other. Um, so from him, he's saying it will be a one week, and then the job will go back to Desmond Ritter. So just keep that in mind if you're thinking of getting Heineke. Fantasy-wise, I think it's a, a, a short-term bump, uh, at least for one week, uh, for this Falcons team. Taylor Heineke, look, he, he's produced, right? Yeah. In Washington, he put up some decent flash numbers and all that, and um, it, it's going to be, I, I think, an, an uptick. So if you are a Falcons owner of any player, I think you should feel good about this for this week. Uh, one more before we get to ask Andy. What do you think of Leonard Fournette signing with the Bills? Uh, worth the pickup? Does this hurt James Cook value? Mm. What do you make of that? Yeah, it just kind of muddies the water, right? Like, okay, so for this week, is Fournette going to do anything? Probably not. Uh, we know, we know, uh, old uh, Lombardi Lenny, right, makes his makes his cash when the playoffs come around. Yeah. So it's it's a nice ad for the Bills because okay, you're going into Week Nine, you're going to get him accustomed to your offense and acclimatized and all that, and ready for the playoffs. You still have Latavius Murray that's not doing much. Like if you have a spot and you know you're not going to use a guy, then you know, why not? Never hurts that. I'd rather have an extra running back than an extra wide receiver, for example. So worth it, worth an ad if you have spots, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be too aggressive with it. Uh, week nine is right around the corner. Kicks off on Thursday between the Titans and the Steelers. Mm-hmm. If you've got uh, fantasy football questions, it's time to get them in to nine, six, zero, nine, six, zero. It's time for another edition of ask Andy. You've got fantasy questions. He's got fantasy answers. It's time for Ask Andy on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. The Week 9 edition AMC. You ready to go? Let's do it. Uh, Will Levies or Derek Carr this week? I'm going to say let's ride with Will Levis. Why Ooh, the bleep not? Like let's that. go. Let's go. The dude threw four touchdowns. Now, look, he can get figured out uh, tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> he, like, he, he very well really could. Good. Yes, you're right. He really, he really could, and it could be over that fast. But I don't know. I saw, uh, and even in the press conference after, a maturity, a guy who seemed to very quickly embrace the leadership role, somebody who this coming out of this draft was this year's, I considered Josh Allen in the sense that he was probably the most raw, high-end prospect, uh, needed to go to uh, the right condition to get coached up. Titans are kind of iffy as far as, like, do they have a quarterback whisperer, what it looked like? Look good in that one phase. It is different, though, as we know. And the more film you get on you, the more teams figure you out. And you're playing a Steelers defense that is real good. You got T.J. Watt coming for you. That being said, I'd rather roll the dice with Will Levis than Derek Carr, who I know is going to get me, what, 15 fantasy points? Let's, let's be a little aggressive here. Let's go with, uh, with Will. Uh, speaking of the other side of that Steelers team, uh, Andy, is there a single player – Worth having on this Steelers offense right now. Oh, my gosh. Oh, like Deontay Johnson on the bench for now, though. Like fringe flex in um, if you're in by trouble. And actually, I wouldn't mind Jalen Warren. Again, flex 
play during bye week trouble, but there just seems like he is consistently getting you like 10, 11 fantasy points. Najee Harris has no juice, nothing. So dynasty, you know, keepers, I'd try to get some Jalen Warren and, um, you know, he, he might be somebody to, to hold on to. But as far as like, oh, yeah, plug and play guy. Oh, no, not really. Uh, I love this question. It's a two-parter. Uh, Andy, I'm in a 20-year dynasty league. I got a team defense question for you uh, this week. Uh, that's a big one. That's a commitment. I love I love it. Uh, how do you feel this week? Dallas in Philly or Seattle against Baltimore? Mm, that's tough. Like, the Dallas defense, first quarter of the year, was ranked in first in many defensive categories. Dominant. Has since, right? Has since tumbled a bit. You got Philly. Now, it, with it being a division rival game, Seattle, Baltimore, you got Lamar Jackson running around. I'm going to say you go Dallas because those division games, especially with how much on the line, it could be lower scoring than we think. And those, those division games can always be a little strange with that much on the line. I'm going to lean Dallas. It could be a rough day for both of those defenses, but I'll go Dallas. Uh, second part in a two QB league. Do I go Bajent or Baker Mayfield this week? Oh boy. Uh, I'm going to say go, go Baker. Um, there's just like with Bajan, with that bears team, you know, what are we, what are we doing now? You got to make sure you're tracking Baker's knee. Yep. He's going to play, you know, the same thing like that, that he's, you know, he's, he's going to play. And last week on that bum knee against Buffalo, then he put up over 21 fantasy points. Didn't have a, didn't have an interception, right? So you're in Houston. That defense isn't great. So I think you go bake. Uh, and I'm in a half PPR league. I got to start someone in a super flex spot. Uh, I'll give you the names here. Daniel Jones, Taylor Heineke, Damian Pierce, Romeo Dobbs, or Jackson Smith in Jigba. Oh, um, okay. Who was Heineke in there? Did you he say was, Heineke? yes. Yeah. You know, I'll say Taylor Heineke. I think he can, we've seen him before lighted up in short bursts, especially coming off the bench and, and kind of first starts after, um, so I think you go Taylor Heineke there. No Damian Pierce. No, the guy's giving you nine fantasy points a week. Not interested. Half PPR league. Uh, I've been offered a trade. Tony Pollard mm-hmm. and Christian Watson for Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. I think I make that deal. I think I make that deal. Yeah. So he's getting Austin Eckler, I guess, right? Uh, that's, that's, uh... that's what it sounds like. Yep. Okay. Yep. I think you make that deal. Pollard's been pretty underwhelming for all the offseason hype, yep. right? Like... Uh, and, and Austin Eckler is a stud. We know, we know that he looks like he got all of the, uh, uh, being off rust, uh, out of the way last week, put up over 23 fantasy points. I think he's, he's cooking and Christian Watson love the prospect, love the player, not quite there yet. And I think again, like off the waiver wire, look for the guy I've been, I've been screaming at people on my show and on your show for three weeks, maybe four, get Josh downs yep. of the Colts, get him. He's the guy's phenomenal. Go get Josh Downs. I would rather put Josh Downs, quite frankly, in than a Christian Watson right now. So there are options on the on the waiver wire, um, but at running back, we know how thin it can be. Uh, another trade. This one in a full PPR league. Trade Jameer Gibbs for Jonathan Taylor or Jordan Addison. No, uh, I would have said possibly on the Jordan Addison side, but we're going from Kirk Cousins to to what? We're going to a fifth round or third round, whatever rookie this week. Josh Dobbs isn't even getting in this week. No. Um, There is a, and I have, oh, I have Jordan Addison. I'm very, very bummed out about that. (laughs) I think, I think it's, yeah, look. Now, the thing is, we can see high volume guys can still produce, but there's going to be a bit of a downgrade, right? It's Jaron Hall. 
And then after that, Josh Dobbs, it's, you know, um, I would keep Jameer Gibbs. Montgomery's out and he's being used a lot more now. Why would you get rid of Gibbs? Uh, I have Gabe Davis, Diggs, and Metcalf as my three receivers. Should I put Mm. Damon Pierce or DeAndre Hopkins as my flex? Pierce? No. No, there's nothing. And I have Damian Pierce in one of my leagues. So I'm speaking from what I'm personally going to be doing here. Um, I, he's just, he, he's flat. Trust him, yeah. he's, not, he's not doing anything. He's no. flat. Uh, what we have to look at is DeAndre Hopkins, who, kablamo. Boy, that guy, how many how many leagues did, did, we, oh. did he win for you right there? If you started him. I, I started him in one. I had like, I forgot, there was an injury and I put him out. I was like, oh, I had him in my, as my flex. I was like, yes, <laughs> but like it worked out well, uh, but got, he's got a bad toe, got a bit of a toe issue. So we got to watch for the toe. If the toe is fine, you play DeAndre Hopkins and you feel comfortable with it because Will Levis went to him uh, often and for big chunk gains. That's the play. Uh, full PPR league. Which wide receiver do I start this week? Uh, Lockett, Downs, or Gabe Davis? Mm. I'm going to take Lockett out. I know he played well against the Browns, but eh, still a little bit too inconsistent. Love down. I'm, I'm almost thinking like, I really like what Gabe Davis has been able to do this year. I think he's um, become more consistent and probably closer to the fantasy producer that people hoped he would have been last year when he was overdrafted. But I got to go Josh Downs, man. Like the guy since week five has just been on fire. I'm tearing it up. And now you're playing, and now you're playing Carolina who is going to be, I think they're just going to get the Colts have a good chance to uh, make some noise against them because the Carolina, they got their win. They, they exhaled. They're not going to be focused. Yeah. I'm going Josh Downs. I'm real heavy on this guy. And still Logan, still just 68% rostered in Yahoo league. What are you doing? Crazy. Come on. Uh, need a running back to start Andy Jerome Ford, Chuba Hubbard or Demacardo in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Chuba Hubbard said squat again, another flat, flat guy, lots of opportunities and then anything with it. Um, Jerome Ford. Now this is a, a true three headed monster for the Browns here with between Kareem hunt and uh, Pierre strong junior. Who's like, who looks real nice. And then Jerome Ford. So while they're all doing well, it's a bit too much. And he had that bit of a ankle injury and did play. So to his credit, I'm going to say DiMarcardo only because it, it looks like he is going to be the one to get the bulk of the carries in Arizona. I don't, think it's going to be too exciting point wise they don't know if it's going to be Clayton Toon the rookie or Kyler Murray coming back so I'd say DiMarcado but be you know hedge your expectations uh Carter from Auburn Bay texting in Jacoby Myers Terry McLaurin or DeAndre Hopkins if Hopkins is toe is good go hop uh give me two of these three Andy Smith and Jigba Curtis Samuel KJ Osborne we're going to have to take out KJ Osborne from the mix because again, the quarterback situation with the Vikings, you'd have to think that for a young quarterback like Jaron Hall, it's going to be go to your most reliable guys who um, can run short routes and you can get the ball out of your hand quick. And that's going to be Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson. So I think uh, KJ Osborne's off the board for me. Uh, Kelly needs to know Henderson or hunt in a flex spot, half PPR. Go Henderson. Still, I, again, like Kareem Hunt scored a lot of touchdowns. He he melted off a little bit at the end of last game, and I don't blame him at all for the Browns. I wonder is that punished a bit? Is it not? Mm, and you got two other guys that can mix and mash. Go with Henderson. Uh, give me a wide receiver to drop out of this group, Andy. 
Smith and Jigba, Deontay Johnson, Watson, Zay Flowers, or Terry McLaurin? Watson. Christian Watson. Uh, PPR Flex, Moss, Hubbard, or Boyd? Boyd's done nothing. Moss, Hubbard. <sighs> See, I, I, I'm going to say Moss because the actual, the carry split has been pretty even still with Jonathan Taylor. Hasn't been bad at all back. for Moss. Right? Yeah. And you have to think, you're playing Carolina, you get up a bit, they might just, you know, keep running the ball back and forth, take pressure off their, their young quarterback, right? So I think you go Moss. Uh, someone looking to get in on your Browns knowledge, two-parter Ooh. with Browns involved, Kareem Hunt or Jalen Warren? I got to go Jalen Warren. Um, again, I, 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 don't, I don't like the uh, possible discipline issue. Could be nothing, but also, again, you have and quarterback too. We don't know if it's going to be Deshaun Watson yet. We don't know if it's going to be PJ Walker. And you still have Jerome Ford, who's going to be healthier, and Pierre Strong, who look good. So there's just one too many mouths to feed. I think. Uh, second half of that question is Cole Komet or David Njoku. Mm, give me Njoku. Njoku's been real good, especially if, if uh, hopefully, if if Watson plays, he gets the ball. He's they got to get him the ball more, Logan. Like the guy's just been a. He's making plays and he's still not getting the ball enough. I, I would love to see him get. In, in a game, something along the lines of like a Mark Andrews uh, type of volume. Give the guy eight passes. Come on. The guy, the guy's making plays. He's, he almost burned, he burned his face and arm off and he played for you. Give the guy the ball, please. Come on. Uh, we got three more to oh, go God. before we, uh, we wrap it up. Uh, this isn't surprising to me. Lots of DeAndre Hopkins questions after that uh, big spot last week, Andy Higgins or Hopkins in my full PPR pl- uh, flex spot. I'd have to say Hopkins uh, and, and it's all this again, all comes down to, you have to watch the toe, right? Yes. You got to watch that toe there. And really for T Higgins, like what? He's had two double digit fantasy performances this year. That's it. And has only got above uh, uh, 12 points once. So yeah, I, I think you take your chances with Hopkins. Uh, Rashid Shahid or Brian Robinson jr. In a PPR mm. flex spot. Oh boy. Boy, she, he just, he teases you. He teases sure does. you, Nick. If he's got he's got that home run, right? He's got that home run ability, but the volume isn't there. So you have to think, okay, if he's not getting a bomb or he's not scoring, uh, does he give you enough volume to get it done? The answer is probably not. But then you look at Brian Robinson. It's like, okay, well, he hasn't been lighting it up either. I think we I think we take a chance and we go with Shahid this week. Uh, last but not least, James texting in, Andy, I need a tight end. Should I pick up Thomas from Washington or McBride from the Cardinals? Mm, great. I, I, honestly, I think you're going to be fine for both. Uh, I have one of each on two of my fantasy teams. Uh, I think Trey McBride's the way to go though, because look at what else you have to work with on the Cardinals. You got nothing. You got and nothing. They, they, they Marquee... fed him last week too at Target. Yes. And we have to think of it this way as well. Before Zach Ertz got hurt, he was the most targeted tight end in the NFL. That's that's a big so number. They're they're really popping with the tight ends, and that is something where um, you also have to look at the the formula for the the offense. The um, uh, the play caller came from the Browns, uh, I, and out of the Kevin Stefanski system, the base system in traditionally has a two to three tight end set. So they love to lean on the tight ends, and they're doing that in Arizona. So Trey McBride is the go to. Andy, appreciate the time as always. What's going on in the uh, podcast, pal? 
Oh, man, we got Sunday. Well, actually, hey, if you want a, a nice uh, breakdown for this upcoming week, you got Tuesday's show is up now. Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara on Twitter at Sick Pod Browns uh, on YouTube. Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. We're live every Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern, live. Get your questions in. Same Twitter and on YouTube. Uh, and, you know, we interact, have a lot of fun. Show Ali's going to jump on with me, our Sportsnet buddy. So uh, we're going to have a good time. Uh, any worry about your Browns being the biggest favorite points-wise this weekend? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, of course. No, uh, look, I, uh, I, would take, I would take the Cardinals to cover, especially if we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, Deshaun Watson through today. The owner, Jimmy Haslam, was down on the field, the practice field, I'm told. And uh, he was watching because, Logan, I don't know if you heard this, Deshaun Watson has already been paid out $90 million. Ooh. And you got what? Two good games out of him? Owners getting antsy, and so is everybody else. So I would take the I think the Browns win, but uh, I might take uh, the Cardinals to cover. Enjoy the weekend, pal. Always appreciate the time, Andy. Thank you. All right. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you soon. Take care. Andy McNamara, our fantasy football guru, joins us every Wednesday here on Sportsnet Today. If you missed out on getting your question read, you can still hit up Andy on Twitter. He's at AndyMC81. Ask him a question. Use the hashtag AskAndy and uh, Mr. McNamara. Usually kind enough to give you some fantasy football advice if you missed out on our weekly segment with him. Uh, that goes down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. We'll take a break. We'll come back on the other side. Another Wednesday regular set to join us. We'll check in with Ailish Forfar from Sportsnet 590, the fan in Toronto. And yes, it's a Flames game day tonight against the Dallas Stars. I'll look at the opposition. The Dallas Stars 5-1-1 one, one to start the season into Calgary for their first visit of the year. We'll chat with Brian Ray in hour two. All of that coming up next on Sportsnet 960, The Fan.